All right, we are recording. Give me a check on your guys' end. Yeah. Check, 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 check. Oh, wow. I feel fucking stupid for deleting that uh, that mic audio because... Yeah, man. All right. Are we ready to go, gentlemen? Yep. All right. Yeah. Three, two, one. Yep. Guys, welcome back to Blue Milk Boys. We've missed all of you. We are back, just in case you're wondering. Uh, here to talk about The Mandalorian on a weekly basis. Um, we went on a uh, the extended hiatus mainly because, um, you know, the pandemic provided a uh, massive influx of people doing podcasts, uh, most of them very poorly, I may add. And uh, we found ourselves, yeah, exactly. It was it was terrible, and um, we found ourselves in a weird kind of rat race. And it's usually harder to do a podcast about Star Wars when there's no Star Wars shit to talk about. But alas, we are here now. The second season of The Mandalorian is in full swing, and the podcast is back at full strength with Fredo and Spencer here. What's up, fellas? I'm watching Joe Flacco throw another fucking touchdown. He's putting it on the table. Super Bowl MVP. Sam Darnold was the problem. <laughs> Jet fans, you're not welcome on this podcast. No, absolutely not. They are. We, we, I would love more some, uh, some more viewers. Five Jets fans. We'll give them five this week. Maybe next uh-huh. week we'll we'll do ten. Spencer, yeah. what's up, man? Uh, well, you guys were taking a break. I was studying the blade. I've been developing Blue Milk Boys gaming this whole time. That is man, true. So. Spencer has been. Spencer has put the entire Blue Milk Boys brand on his back um, in 2020, and uh, he should definitely get his flowers for that. Uh, well done, because you've done an incredible job at growing that channel, and I'm uh, I'm super happy about that, and I'm happy for you. That's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, if you, uh, I'm doing a review of The Thing, a 1982 horror movie, uh, in the next couple of days. So. Definitely be on the lookout for that. I'm, I'm trying to go heavy into alternative content because I've been playing a, a lot of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, obviously. It's a big part of the channel, but there's always uh, lots of hidden gems. I try to do one big video a month outside of that, so there's always something for somebody on the channel. Heck yeah. And uh, we also have, wow, Flacco legitimately is. like <laughs> He's turning into Joe Montana in front of our very eyes. Um we got Monday night. Everyone's got Monday night football on right now. But um, today we won't waste we won't waste much of your guys' time. Uh, a quick discussion about the first two episodes of season two today, um, where we think things are headed, how we feel so far. Um, playing all the hits today, guys. So, season two, episode one. Hold on. Dude, it's not a Blue Milk Boys podcast unless you let me bring up at least one random thing before we start. Let's the go. Let's go. Hit me. Hit me with it. Well, okay, I have a few, but two of them are very quick, and the other yes. one is just a quick response from you guys. For sure. Okay, I did not like the ice bucket challenge. I just <laughs> thought about that. Uh, I think it was for a good cause, but I think the meeting got lost really fast, and people on Facebook were just pouring buckets of ice on themselves for no reason. Where did this come from? The, the I write this down during the week. was the, the 50 Cent to Floyd Mayweather one. That was fucking hilarious. Were you we talking about like reading the Harry Potter books or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Spencer. What what is it about the ice bucket challenge? I just yeah, like I said, I just think the meaning got lost, and everyone's like, "I'm 
I'm supportive because I'm like throwing ice on myself, and that like it was actually a, a reason behind the ice bucket challenge. So it just, I, it just bothers me. So you were just, recently. so you were just put, uh, fucked up in the crib thinking about the ice bucket challenge from like seven years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I feel you on that though because I feel like like the original ice bucket challenge was that like you make a donation to like the yeah. ALS Foundation or something like that, and then you pour a bucket of fucking ice water on yourself. But then Everyone people were just it. pouring ice buckets on themselves, and they weren't making donations. Right, so, and that like the uh, meaning of like donating completely got lost. I agree. What's the, what's the so, other thing? Number two. Why? What was up with Chuck Norris, man? Like, if you guys ever find that unironically funny at one point in your life, I, I'm looking back on it. I'm just like, man, what a dark time. Maybe when I was like eight years old. Did you ever find Chuck Norris jokes funny, Fredo? Uh, to an extent. It's just like my friend was showing me like old memes they've had on Facebook, and. It's just times have changed so much, and thank God, it, 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 all, all the old memes are so fucking. Memes bad. were terrible before Twitter, man. I know it's like all the stuff I, on uh, what what are the websites called? iFunny and Nine Gag. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I hope they that now. I just hit three thousand days on iFunny. Oh, Spencer my has been has Spencer has been riding the iFunny train from day one, dude. Like, since I've known, since, like, that's legitimately, like, since I, 3,000 days is pretty much legitimately the time I've known Spencer. That's insanity. Yeah, so that was a big Every single day? That's nearly 10 years. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't, I don't use, I mean, I use other social media apps for work, obviously, but that's kind of my main kind of thing. That's your North Star. Like, you will, like, iFunny will always be, like, the, (laughs) the one that, like, brings you back down to earth. Yeah, it's, wow. it's, it's the way I relax it. That's nuts. Three thousand days on a single app. I don't know if I've. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I've been on Twitter that long collectively. How long have you been on Twitter, Fredo? Uh, no clue. Cause like I remember, I made my first Twitter account thing in like oh seven oh eight, just for like a sneaker raffle. Mm-hmm. And I never used it ever again until like twenty thirteen, I think. And I made a new Twitter account. And that's when I got. Like, they started being on and off and then i stuck on twitter for good like i think in like 2015 yeah for me it was like it was like 2009 2010 i i got on twitter in like middle school and i was like addicted ever since then yeah all right you have anything else spence one more thing all right and it really bothers me this thing we gotta we gotta get off this whole johnny depp thing dude it's (laughs) it's the most cringe (laughs) awful thing Obviously, if he was abused, that's not a good thing. I'm not going to support that. But come on, man. He's a millionaire. He'll be fine. He spends like $20,000 on wine every month. Like, is this really the, the poster child of abuse that we're going to put up? No, like, I just... Real domestic disputes and the memes, dude, are just awful. Like, Reddit should not exist. Like, it should be put into law immediately. Reddit stinks. But what? It's just awful. I don't it's like Reddit. the worst thing I've ever seen. I love Reddit. I don't know. Like, I feel like when you get like, I don't know, because Spencer uses like Spencer views Reddit through the context of iFunny, obviously. So if he doesn't find oh. the humor kind of like satisfactory, that's that's his like perspective on Reddit. I see another wholesome one hundred post, dude. I- I'm gonna jump out a window. It's just <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. It's just a copy paste format on on Reddit, and I mean that goes into Reddit, but still the whole Johnny Depp thing, dude. We gotta we gotta yeah. let that go. Um, I always thought the thing about like 
why there was so much ado about the Johnny Depp situation was because Amber uh, Amber Heard like lied about it. Yeah, like she made it seem like uh, he was abusing her, when in reality Amber Heard is like insane. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's really where I I stand with it. I don't really care much either way. Don, I, I I saw today that Johnny Depp was getting his full bag from um from the Fantastic Beasts movie, even though he got fired from it. Because he did which, one scene. Yeah, because he felt he technically filmed a scene for it. And he got like eight million dollars. That's insane. So uh I uh yeah, one, that's a ski mask, like that's a that's a yeah. huge finesse. But second, like it, it also kind of uh massively dwindles the uh the depth of my empathy for Johnny Depp. Yeah. All right, well I'm I'm not here for the Reddit slander because I, I love Reddit just because I'm into like <laughs> different like niche things, so it's like it's very easy to keep up. That's oh, what I do appreciate about Reddit. Yeah, like, well, let me go on, into that. I'm on so. a Gundam channel and then i can have my fucking nvidia rtx channel r slash pc like master race yeah pc master race i i have and i love anime so i have to like follow all the channels but that's that's what reddit's really good for yeah yeah i'll, I'll say that about reddit is if you're trying to find something super specific reddit's the best like re- resource on the internet like, I had a lot of troubles starting up Star Wars The Old Republic, and, like, Reddit has, like, great guides for that. It's just the memes, dude, are just cringe. Yeah, if you follow meme subreddits, like, you have to you have to respect yourself. Yeah. You need more respect for yourself than uh, getting your memes from Reddit. Yeah. Getting, like, informational supplementary, like, supplementary content from Reddit is super groovy. Memes, absolutely not. They, it's a cesspool over there. Like, Twitter is better at memes than Reddit, which is kind of sure. nuts. All right. The, the mo- like, the most awful Star Wars community is also on Reddit. Oh, 100%. Dude, the r slash saltier than crate. I'll never, never in my life ever visit that page. Bro, bro. I mean, like, even the the sequel memes Reddit. Oh, the sequel memes one sucks, too. Yeah, I think I just but, left prequel memes too because prequel memes were get, like prequel, prequel memes are like I think that's like the embodiment of repetitive memes on Reddit. Yeah. All right, Spence. I expected better than sequel memes, but oh yeah, they've gone down the rabbit hole just as prequel memes did. All right, Spence, you got anything else for us? That's it. Those are my random thoughts for the week. All right, you want to get into the Mandalorian? Let's do it. All right, episode one, uh, the Marshal. How do we feel about a uh, uh, coming out of the gate with um I want to I want to get one thing before we before we like really start talking about the episode um Fredo in the very first episode of this podcast kind of like when we were speculating on the identity of the Mandalorian and stuff like that um Fredo brought up this exact character as like a possibility to sh- like not to be the Mandalorian but to show up at some point yeah, and Cobb Vanth finally made his appearance in the season two premiere of um, the episode. So, uh, golf claps for for Fredo for being able to, uh, you know, foresee the the appearance of Cobb Vanth in the Mandalorian. Yeah, it was it was expected. I know it was a lot of buzz going on, um, and I mean, us being Star Wars fans, we've been like wary of if we're ever going to get like truly new content. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's always like recycling things, and that's what what was expected. But yeah, no, I mean Cobb Vanth is uh, it it was it was the actor because Timothy uh, Oliphant. 
yeah, he is very likable. He was very likable mm-hmm. throughout the entire episode because his character really is not that interesting in, in a way. Maybe in the books is a little bit more interesting because people love him on on Reddit. But overall, he's just he, yeah, he's he just a, a dude. Dad. He's yeah, just so. a dude who came up on some armor. Yeah. All right. Pretty much. So, um, I know we all have some some differing opinions on on these first couple episodes. I know for a fact Spencer did not like this first episode. Me personally, I did. I liked it a lot. Fredo, how did you feel about uh, season two, episode one? I thought that was one of the better episodes of the whole series. I agree. I agree. It was great. I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. Spencer did not like it at all. Jesus. Let's and let's let's get to the bottom of why you did not like the season two premiere of The Mandalorian, Spence. We already saw this episode. It's just a little change where the, the village has to come together as a group to defeat this force. And this episode is a big monster. And the episode before was an ATAT. Nothing changed. Like the plot just it almost went backwards. Almost the real first episode <laughs> is episode two, in my opinion, where something like where they're actually like going towards something. There's no reason for any of that. So Spencer's referring to the season one episode where uh, Mando teams up with uh, Gina Carano's character. I can't remember her, Cara Dune, and uh, they like fight Maga. off some. They fight off some pirate. Yeah, she's Maga, and all the, by the way. So <laughs> <laughs> we anti Gina Carano. Uh, Blue Milk was an anti Gina Carano podcast. I want that. I want that made very clear. She's like an anti-vaxxer, and she was like questioning the legitimacy of the election and shit. Oh my god, she's she's nuts, man. Um, yeah, but yeah, Spencer is basically saying that those two episodes are parallel, and uh, I get that. But I also think we have to kind of consider the context of you know, jumping the shark is always something you worry about on a TV show. Um, you know, The Office did it, you know, after season seven, like a bunch of shows, Game of Thrones, uh, The Walking Dead. A lot of those shows just end up jumping the shark and, and they kind of become, they kind of lose sight of what made them good in the first place. And I think that this, the, the, the premiere was more of a statement of, we still understand what makes this show great and we're, we want to show the audience that we're committed to that. And so it is like, it does have a lot of parallels plot wise to that season one episode, but one, it looked awesome. I think it explored parts of Star, like the Star Wars universe, that um, that are interesting that you don't really think about very often, especially like with like the Tuscan Raiders and shit like that, and like how they, you know, how they live as a culture. And I don't know. I just I was really entertained. Uh, Cobb Vanth was delightful. Timothy Oliphant is incredibly handsome, and I don't know. I just I. I I found myself smiling and just like getting really like laughing and, and really enjoying myself while watching that episode and like remembering exactly why I liked the first season so much. So I guess I can understand Spencer's, uh, you know, your gripe, but you know, I think when you look at it in that context, it's, it, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you, you go ahead, Spencer. Uh, there are just two things in particular that kind of bothered me. Well, I get you can go first because I'm getting into more specifics of the episode. Freddie, you can go ahead. Yeah, no, I don't really have any specifics because I do. I agree with your v- viewpoint. Like, I did get that feeling throughout the entire episode, but I still found myself like heavily enjoying the episode and yep. just 
the dynamic between him and uh between Cobb Vanth and Mando. Oh no, uh, Cam. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um no, the monster was actually pretty scary. Dude, that uh, was that was like some Dune shit, man. That was awesome. The special yeah, effects. The special effects for both of these two episodes, fucking incredible, man. Yeah. They, these well, two episodes have been beautiful to look at. Yeah. And I mean I guess I was comparing it to like the very first episode of the entire series and how different it is. Uh, I mean, I, how different the character of Mando is. Because in the first episode, he just could not work with anyone. He was forced to work with the, the robot when he was about to, on the brink of death. And in this episode, he's playing a lot more of a father figure and telling everyone to calm down uh, on his own accord just to get his, his mission done. So now I guess Baby Yoda really just rubbed off on him in I, I guess that was the biggest contrast for me from this season to uh, last season. I think that's a really, really good point in that, like, you know, the whole point of the Mandalorian in the first season was that he, like, he's kind of like a more um, solemn, like, wooden kind of, like, you know, mm-hmm. like a Sphinx kind of thing. And you see more and more of his, like, personality peek through, which is, like, Pedro Pascal is an incredible actor for 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 being able to act like put on such a good performance that stuff like that is noticeable while he's wearing a fucking helmet the entire time is amazing. Yeah. He's he's so yeah. good. Yeah, and I know Spencer was talking about how the second episode kind of like goes into in, into something, but they made it like apparent since the first season like how episodic this whole mm-hmm. story is and like the only true changes you're gonna see, and, and like any anything moving forward are gonna be personalities and like just growth in characters. So that was just like the the, the biggest thing I looked out for. And I, I think that is a good way to write a show like this too. So yeah, um, Spencer, you have some specific things you wanted to get into. What, what what's up? Yeah, there there is uh, one thing before I get into the specifics actually that I'd like to get into, and it's something I think that's been lost in the series actually. Interesting. And something that I really enjoyed in the beginning is that, you know, he is this uh, you know bounty hunter, but he was kind of like raw dogging it a little bit, and he was kind of like messing up a lot, and it and it seems you know like he was learning. I feel like he's like almost learned too fast. Like he's like there's no messing up for him anymore, and I kind of I kind of miss that about the show. I'm not sure. I'm I'm really not sure because I think uh, I think that that kind of just changes. Obviously, you can't. One, I don't think you can kind of discount the events of season one and how he can learn from those because he got into a lot of shit in the first season. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I don't know. Like, I think that you can. There's still room for for what you're talking about, Spence, and him being like fallible. But I think the dynamic around it has changed. So now, instead of being a fallible bounty hunter, he can be a fallible father figure to Baby Yoda, and that can be kind of like where a lot of the um, the fuck ups and and hijinks yeah. come from. I, I he doesn't really have room to mess up either because in episode two he was talking about the hyperdrive and he's saying no, I I, I can't take that chance because that, that's how we survive to keep them off our tracks and mm-hmm. beyond that i mean how valuable his armor is and how it's like being hunted down so like we know he has an edge up on like all everyone after him yeah the circumstances kind of just dictate or like kind of require him to be more kind of prudent about those kinds of things and, and aware 
and responsible yeah. because he's like you know before it was just him and he could just fucking be as sloppy as he wanted to or not because he was just by himself but now he's got it like he is literally tasked by his like religion to return uh baby yoda to to his his people so i don't know i i i, I get what you're saying spence i think a lot of that stuff is is like a lot of the stuff that you're saying is super valid but i think like i don't know in this in, in a specific context and and i try to always kind of um, view things like this in the, through the context of what the creator wanted me to, and I think when I try and put myself in in John Favreau's shoes, it, it it makes a little more sense that way. As far as just making sure the show is viable to continue and you know grow and get better. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from, for sure. <clears throat> so okay, yeah. So your specifics. Uh, there's two scenes I just want to talk about from episode one that I just hated. The first scene is when they, the town gets all together and they're talking about like joining forces. It, it's just awful. It's it was a little cliche, yeah. It's just. It was definitely. Hey, bitch, we gotta <laughs> work together with the people. Arthur. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, come on! Like this is just. And he's like, calm down, son. Like, we gotta work together as one. Oh, dude. Arthur, I'm telling you, we gotta work together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, no, yeah. Oh, you definitely that scene. Better than that. It's obviously not a perfect show, and that scene I definitely like zoned out a little bit on because I just was like, oh, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a town hall meeting, like. <laughs> so yeah, I get that. That was <laughs> that was kind of corny. Super corny, and the second scene is so small and so minute, but it just bothered me. And I talked with you about this, Kevin, when they're planting the bombs to go underneath <laughs> the thing. <laughs> This woman is, like, placing it, I guess. I don't really know what her role is down there anyways. But as it pans away from her, she's covering the sand on this giant bomb herself. <laughs> like, it's, you're not going to do it by yourself. You're not going to do it with your hands. First of all, you need equipment. She is She's, like, actively, you, you have to watch. Go back and watch the episode. Go look at that scene. You'll know it when it comes. You'll be like, this is ridiculous. No one's going to cover that bomb with their bare hands. <laughs> Why is she even doing this? A waste of time. Like, there's probably other bombs to plant. You know, like get up and help. Fredo, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, <laughs> I I do not recall that. He I doesn't even remember what what you're talking about. But hey, I gotta give Star Wars the benefit of the doubt. I mean, the weapons have to be futuristic. I don't know. Here's here's my thing. I have a thought about this. I have a thought about this. One, it's extras. Like you can't really like sometimes it's it's really like a craft shoot what you're gonna get with extras yeah and so she's like working beyond her means is what you're saying yes she she, <laughs> she might have just not been like gotten a good enough direction on what she was supposed to be doing in that scene but um that reminds me you bring that up reminds me of a scene in the movie hobbs and shaw fast and furious presents hobbs and shaw with fucking Dwayne johnson and, and jason statham that there's like a scene where they go to samoa to like for the big climactic battle right yeah right and they're like moving like they're setting up their fortress like they're setting a trap for the bad guys pretty much and because like they're fighting on their own turf or whatever and there's just one tiny little frame where you can see a bunch of the samoan guys they're pushing a car right i don't know why they're pushing a car like maybe setting it into a certain position or something but the way that they're pushing the car it's like they're pushing it sideways like horizontally and it's like why wouldn't you just push it with the alignment of the wheels like they're pushing like legitimately like you go up to the side door it's like if they went up to the side door of the car and they just started pushing it 
yeah that way and i was like this is the most ridiculous fucking thing i've ever seen in my entire life why did i and it was like the easiest thing to miss too but it's also just like why are they doing it that way and that's yeah. what they reminded me of that I, i'm gonna make a social clip of this and i'm gonna put it up in the background but it's fucking hilarious watching those guys push a car the wrong way yeah but that's what that reminded me of, Spence. <laughs> One tiny little detail of the first episode. Yeah, I know. No reason to actually be angry about it. But All right. But those are the big takeaways from episode one. For me. So, yeah. Me and Fredo, very much on board with uh, season two, episode one. Um, one of my favorite, like, kind of like one of the most endearing episodes of the show for us, I think. Right, Fredo? Yeah. Um, and then Spencer, obviously, has very valid hangups on it. But uh, I don't know. Would you say it was a bad episode, Spencer? It's one of my least favorite episodes of the series, yeah. I know, but would you say it was bad? Did I? Did I? Mm, I wouldn't say I didn't it, not enjoy watching it. It was just contextually I didn't enjoy watching that it. Makes, but yeah, I, just, I see that. If you were just to pop in, like, I think you could just watch this episode by yourself and just, like, fill in the gaps for yourself. Like, I think it's a standalone thing. You could just watch it and never, if you had never seen Mandalorian before. And well, I think that was, the, that was probably, the yeah. Mandalorian series. Go ahead. Would you say run that back for anyone? Would you say? No, that's just how I view the entire Mandalorian series. Besides, like the last two episodes of the last uh, season, really. I think so too. But also at the same time, again, I think you have to consider the context of like this was a wildly, like unexpectedly popular like series, right? Like obviously Disney doesn't isn't going to sink money into it if they don't think it's going to be successful. But I don't think they ever really projected it being like such a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. that it was like i think it was always supposed to be more of a nuanced thing for for more hardcore star wars fans but it really ended up having like a huge like broad mass appeal and i think like what that sets an expectation for the second season of to, to, to try and recapture that essence and i think that's what that was for is like okay if you if you were hearing about all the hype on the mandalorian and you wanted to watch you know you wanted to catch season two if you hadn't seen it before and, and you know wanted to know what the show was all about you could watch that episode and really understand what the show's about yeah and that's why that's why i really liked it so let's move on to episode two um i actually don't know how you guys feel about this episode uh spencer we'll start with you you just finished watching it this is my favorite episode of the mandalorian of the whole show what yep what whoa wow that's a take. That's a take. That's a very Care to explain? See what your guys' opinion. Okay. Well, 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 yeah. Okay. So let's. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was fine. Um, I really, I really do enjoy how they're really trying to um, kind of diversify the episode to episode experience. Like they aren't trying to, you know, there's not really a routine that they have settled into per se, and they are still trying to kind of you know flesh out into different kinds of subgenres like they they play along play around with a lot of different themes and elements like we had heist episodes last season and this this episode was more of like a horror like they had a lot of horror elements to it so i really appreciate that level of effort that they're that they're putting forth in the second season so i can appreciate that but the episode like itself was just like yeah it was it was cool and i appreciated more like more so it was an appreciation of the effort than the episode itself yeah is that how you I felt, Fredo? Like a, no, I really thought I was like it was it was just fine. It's like one mm-hmm. of the most forgettable episodes this show's ever had. Like I, I when a few weeks pass or like when the whole season's over, 
It's like, what, what am I going to pull from this episode? Like, uh, the, 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 the giant spider monster was pretty cool. That was, like, really cool to see on screen. The, the frog character was a little adorable, but, like, nothing happened this whole entire episode. They crash-landed on, on this planet. They found the spiders. The spider scene was, like, five minutes until they got saved by the cavalry, and that was it. They left. I think I think what they kind of for me um, what what they kind of missed with this episode was um, more exploration into like what it means to be a man like the creed and the and the um, commitment to you know Mandalorian culture mm-hmm. because that's what the the frog creature <clears throat> kind of like guilts Mando into like doing the favor for them right yeah and so yeah. like she kind of plays on his commitment to being a Mandalorian to, in order to convince him to, to give her passage um, to wherever she needs to go. And I think they kind of like, once they kind of like set that up, it didn't, they didn't really flesh it out too much after the fact it was more focused on the action. And while the action has been really, really good in these past two episodes, it's like, I would like to have seen that. Like, I think that this episode would have been far more memorable if, if they had done that, if they had really kind of like yeah. made that the um, the overarching theme of the episode. So Spencer, yeah, why yeah. did you? Oh, go ahead, Fredo. Sorry. No, I mean that that was probably the coolest scene for me, in my opinion, when the the frog creature like hijacks the droid. To yeah, the like hot wires it. That was cool. Yeah, but like uh, for this Halloween, I was watching a ton of horror movies, so I've seen like the descent. Um. There was another one they go into the Paris catacombs, and that's what it reminded me of. But I feel like they really did not play into that horror aspect enough. I mean, they found the eggs, but the scene really was not that long. They had a little chase scene, but they were saved pretty instantly. It was a shorter episode, regardless. So um, that, that that yeah, it, it was just it was an unmemorable episode for me. I, I enjoyed those action sequences as Spencer. I'll get to you in a second, but uh, the the action sequences were really kind of like the selling point of this episode, and yeah, um, and they were really good. Like I I was really engaged with them, but like I said, I I for me personally, if there was, I think it, I would have kind of been more fond of this episode, or it would have been a little more memorable for me if they had kind of fleshed out that uh that kind of dynamic between the uh, the passenger and and Mando. So yeah. Spence, what is uh what made this episode so good to you? Why why is it your favorite episode of the show? Uh, what I what I enjoyed is uh, I, I know I sound contradiction contradictory when I say this, but I enjoyed that it was self contained in a sense, but it also was about progressing the story. It did speak to the character, the Mandalorian, of taking care of these people. Yep. even though he technically didn't have to, which was really cool. He didn't want you to. See kind of- right and then you kind of see that he's like oh man i gotta help you like this is i just can't i can't go against my word kind of thing and i've been watching a lot of horror movies recently too specifically 1980s horror movies obviously i'm a very big retro kick i just bought an n64 and a sega genesis and i'm staring at my super nintendo as i speak uh it it was very much like the original alien movie if you guys have ever seen that yes fire Uh, I mean, I, they definitely could have played into it a little more, like the whole idea of the eggs and stuff like that. But it was cool. I mean, when I saw that scene of Baby Yoda eating, the, the like looking at that egg pod, and he ate it, but it was just cool. And you realize that they're surrounded 
And I think it, it captured tension and, and it just really reminded me of those old horror movies with mm-hmm. practical effects and everything like that. That was fantastic. Feeling like there's no escape, like just getting away in time. And what I really enjoyed is like, oh, they're escaping. They're getting away. They're going to get away. And the, the, obviously the big spider like jumps down and, and halts that. That row. was probably my favorite part of the ep- Like that was, that was the, my favorite single part of the episode. Yeah, I just think it captures tension really well in that scene and just go, leading up to it too. Like when they're running inside the ship, all I'm thinking in my mind is, well, what are they going to do when they get inside? You know, they're obviously going to follow them in there. And it was just cool to see that. And yeah, any. Yeah. So it, really, it was just cool to see something so retro. You really don't see that a lot. It reminds me of this yeah. very specific scene. In, in in the thing but i don't want to get too far into it because i don't want to spoil it I'm don't step on uh it. don't yeah. step on the future video about the thing spence <laughs> yeah um shout out to dave filoni making another cameo in uh in mando our fearless leader the new uh the next george lucas many have called him he was one of the uh he was one of the new republic pilots and uh, uh i you know what i think i i think i have gotten to the root of why i um i wasn't over the moon about this episode uh, Peyton Reed directed it. Do you guys know who Peyton Reed is? No idea. I don't. Peyton Reed directed both of the Ant-Man films. Oh. Two of my least favorite Marvel films. Oh, wow. And, uh, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't say his directorial style bled over a whole lot into the, uh, into the episode, but, um, I think his writing style, like, I, I think the way he interprets, like, uh, characters and stuff like that, I think that kind of showed as far as him kind of, like, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this scene where where uh, the passenger kind of guilts Mando into into doing the favor for her, uh, because the script tells me to, and then I'm gonna leave it alone after that. Like that that kind of feels like the kind of um, filmmaker that Peyton Reed has been, just based on mm-hmm. what I've seen from the Ant Man films. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like but like I said, like the 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 things that really do like the things i'm going to remember this episode for are those horror elements because i do think that they were really well done and they kind of like they they did toe the line really well because this is still like kids are still going to watch this show you don't want to freak them the fuck out like uh i mean i mean they could have leaned into it a lot more i think so i think i think that they because like people were like was this a scariest piece of star wars like i didn't watch the episode right away and so i was seeing people talk about it's like oh this is the scariest piece of star wars media we've ever seen and then i watched the episode and i'm like it wasn't really that bad like if you're really afraid of like we were talking about it before we recorded fredo like if you're really afraid of bugs i can see how that episode would like freak you out but like yeah in and of itself it wasn't that like it wasn't that like cre- they, they didn't really play into the creep factor that much as far as just like mm-hmm. really i understand what spencer's talking about as far as like building tension and stuff like that but i definitely feel like they could have gone a step further yeah i mean they really th- didn't have to like go go into it further as opposed to, as, as for me it's just like make it longer like have sure yeah play out a little bit longer and have the tension build up because as spencer said like it, it reminds me of alien but the descent and I forgot this other movie, The Paris Catacombs. Like, what made I think it's called As Above, under- As Above, what? So Below, or something like that. Yeah, that that one. That one. It's like what makes yeah. those movies scary is like you feel trapped and you can't escape, you can't get out of there. And I felt that a little bit when Spencer was talking about when they were in the ship and like they had no other planet to escape. But other otherwise, I mean, it really was not long enough for me to like feel that tension like uh like that yeah the funniest part about that was to me was like 
uh mando is like the main hull is damaged we can't like and the main hull sounds like a really important part of the fucking ship you know what i'm saying like yeah <laughs> and then just at the end of the episode they're just like ah oh, it's fine we'll just fucking <laughs> we'll just like <laughs> i know it's so strange um spencer what do you think about uh our thoughts on you know the, the horror elements of the uh, of the episode yeah, I, I, they could have for sure played into the build-up part of it, but you got to think that this is a... They do have to get some sort of story element in. It really can't be like a pure standalone. It has to move the story along on some level. So when you take up the setup time, maybe they could have quickened that process a little bit and really worked on life outside of the ship. And mm-hmm. maybe you could have seen previews of the eggs as they're walking. Because you really don't notice it until Baby Yoda starts eating it. Yeah, so I yeah. guess that, that part comes a little too quick. So I guess really they maybe not even shorten the other parts and just kind of given cues like earlier and maybe i just missed them maybe we just straight up missed them i thought we watched well the episode from, but i don't remember there weren't like visual cues that something crazy was going to happen but i mean like you could have like i guess fleshed out the characters like at least mando or, 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 i i really don't know but you could have played with the characters a little bit more in the horror scenes if if you made them longer, as opposed to like what what truly happened with the story in this episode, besides her telling him that her husband has seen Mandalorians on on his home planet, and I mean that's the only thing that really got the ball rolling. If if you're gonna have this kind of self contained story right here, you could have broke broke down the characters a little bit better. Because this this character is definitely going to be in the next episode because like they are still together yeah. and like. So maybe, so maybe we 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 should you know not write it off too early because maybe there may be there there will probably be more to that relationship as uh as they continue their journey together as well. So that's that's something to consider at the same time. I mean, no, I, I they will, but it's just when when you're trapped there and you, yeah, you yeah. have no sense of escape and like you have to like question yourself. Yeah, like, you, definitely. You're gonna find out more about that character and like who they are, and I you just did not get that. For and sure. He, he was repairing the ship for a bit. She ran off to take a bath. He gets the eggs, and then they run for their lives, and that was it. They, they're saved by these two two uh, pilots, and that was it. Yeah, I definitely think that um, the the time spent oh, like outside of because there was a lot of action in this uh, in this episode, and the time we spent in between those action sequences, I don't. I feel like we could have done a little bit. Like I th- we could have done more character work, but I yeah, think at the same time, go ahead, Spence. Sorry. They should have just cut the speeder scene. That was useless. The like at the very beginning of the episode. Yeah, it was a big waste of time. I don't even remember yeah. that. So probably <laughs> like, you're probably right because I don't, I hardly even remember that. <clears throat> um, I think it's also important to remember this show is not perfect. Like, I don't think any you know like while we do love talking about it and we enjoy Star Wars, like no piece of Star Wars media is perfect. None of them are particularly like expertly written. Except for the Last Jedi, um, according to according to everyone on social media, it's Episode Three, just the greatest written piece of media of all time. Um, <laughs> but like I said, like you know, we 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 give it's a we acknowledge these things about Star Wars, but uh, you know, it doesn't really. I don't think it. We should take it too serious as far as like letting it drain our enjoyment i think it's always important to kind of maintain this sense of um Mm -hmm. you know perspective when it comes to star wars that it's some hokey cowboy space shit you know what i'm saying like star wars is goofy and i think that if you take star wars too seriously sometimes like you are just you you end up you end up like these fucking weirdos who make 
15 minute videos yeah. about how uh about how pedro pascal hates white people or something like that yeah like don't ever be that fucking yeah. guy it's it, the enjoyment factor as you're saying i mean I, I, that's really why i love the first episode i mean nothing really uh story-wise special happened but oh i don't know about that we found like we found out boba fett was alive supposedly they didn't name him but everyone's pretty damn sure that's boba fett uh you find this armor, but I mean, it was an enjoyable episode to, to watch. It's, you have this huge creature. How are they going to take it down? And the whole episode is playing to how really big this thing is and how hard it's going to be to kill it. Mm-hmm. And they finally do it. They finally do kill it with him going inside the belly. And this one, in the second episode, there wasn't a lot for me to enjoy. It's like, even though the horror stuff, they did not lean into it. The first half of the episode is like, they were arguing about this trip to, to help her out i don't know there wasn't a lot for me to enjoy or to remember this episode four i mean i i like the the baby yoda eating the eggs like consistently that was, that was a pretty funny running gaff throughout the entire episode i do like how they're carving out more uh little kind of character ticks for baby yoda too like there's no reason for him not to be an actual character in the show yeah um so yeah that was the uh, first two episodes of the mandalorian um I'll get into, I want a prediction from each of you guys uh, about how this season is going to go. Could be about Boba Fett, could be about Bo-Katan, the Darksaber, any of that stuff. Who Sasha Banks' character is. That's probably the one I'm most concerned with. I need to know what's going on with Sasha Banks. I think we see her next episode. You think next episode we get get Sasha Banks? Yeah, I think we're going to see her when they land on that planet for for that frog lady's husband. So that'll be your prediction? Yeah, he's gonna be looking for the Mandalorians, and it's gonna be sh- her that she finds, that he finds, and then that's gonna go into its own little episode arc, uh, two episode arc or whatever. Interesting. Um, Spencer, prediction for you for the rest of this season. Well, Sabine, I, I think is definitely gonna be in it. So it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if like that's a big point of contention because obviously it is in Rebels, or if well, yeah. it's just like mm-hmm. a side thing where they just kind of like cross paths, and that's it. That's really that's that's the thing I'm keying on this season because I like Rebels a lot, obviously. Well, I think I do think I agree with you. I think Sabine is definitely going to be, you know, if if the kind of overarching uh, storyline for this season is going to be that uh, uh, Din Djarin has to go find other Mandalorians to, you know, discover more about the Jedi and, and return baby Yoda to his species. Like, I think the only other Mandalorians that are walking around out there right now are Sabine, who knows, you know, a little bit about the Jedi. So, you know, she was running around with, she's running around with Ahsoka the last time we saw her. Um, I do think my prediction will be that it comes to this one big, like, I think we get some kind of Avengers style team up with like Boba Fett. I don't know if Boba Fett is going to be too involved. Like Tamara Morrison is pretty old. I don't know. I'm not sure he can, I'm not sure he's fitting back into that armor, but um, uh, I think where rosario dawson is is going to be ahsoka in this uh season so and then you know with sabine probably making an appearance with her as well uh the dark saber being involved i think it's going to come to some kind of thing i think the dark saber will be the key to it like there'll be some kind of thing to retrieve the dark saber that'll be that's that's what i think will happen this season that's that's that'll be our big climax do you guys think we're going to see more boba fett because i'm not too certain on that I think yeah, Boba Fett knows that uh, Mando has his armor, and I think. Uh, but but does he does he care that much for his armor? I don't know. It looks like he did because he was kind of stalking him, right? 
I just uh, is he? I really don't know if we're gonna see more bullet. I mean, it's funny. It's funny that like. It's funny that we didn't really feel the need to uh, talk about it too much because it was like easily the biggest thing from the first episode. Uh, it's funny that we, like we n- none of us really felt too compelled to talk about it because uh, we kind of like knew this was going to happen. Like this is like uh, yeah, they're definitely going to fucking do Boba Fett, right? Like even before the the rumors confirmed it. I think they were just showing him off because I don't know. Boba Fett's been on Tatooine this entire time. I think I prefer that to be honest. What was that? I think I prefer that because you know, Boba. What, what what role does Boba Fett really need to have in this story? You know what I mean? He, I mean, maybe give him a episode because Boba Fett was that of like high class bounty a bounty warrior a bounty hunter, but he's really not that important to Star Wars overall. What do you think, Spence? He's the one who told Vader that Luke was his son. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying, like, he's... Yeah, that happened off screen. He's that, inte- he's that intelligent, but overall, like, Boba Fett's not the biggest, like, one of the biggest guys for, like, the whole, like, uh, just the story. story it's like, uh, it's like when you argue about whether a player should be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's like, can you tell the story of basketball without, without this person? It's like, can you tell the story of Star Wars without Boba Fett? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. He was just a guy to, like, move the story... Along here and there. I mean, that's really what the force is. Also, but. we're we're low key a Boba Fett slander podcast. I've I've realized now that I've thought about like you know the the past discourse we've had on him. We kind of we kind of tend to slander him a lot. We have Mando now. Like, who the fuck cares <laughs> about Boba Fett? This guy's armor is full Beskar. I I don't even know what the fuck uh, Boba Fett's was. Boba uh, Fett had like a a vest. Bro, he had cargo pants. <laughs> he was wearing Chelsea boots. Yeah, get this guy out of here. We <laughs> had this guy. I mean, I always thought Boba Fett was a higher class, but then the way uh, Mando handled himself in the first episode, from talking down to the Ruskin Tuscan Raiders, calling, uh, talking to those animals to chill out. I mean, yeah, Boba Fett ain't shit. Yeah, no, he's reaching. He's reaching those levels now. <laughs> Spencer, what do you think about Boba Fett this season? Sounds a little harsh. I didn't even wait. When do they show him? Do they actually? Because that like the very end of the first episode. Oh, I didn't even see it. It's Tamara Morrison. Uh, he played like Django Fett and all the clones yeah. in the in the prequels. No, I know. I just didn't see it. Oh yeah, I think it might have been like I don't know. It, it might have been like the very last frame of the episode, or, or like a post credit or something. He'll be back on some capacity. I'm I'm pretty Hopefully sure he will too. I, I I also don't want it. I actually really like the character of Boba Fett because I honestly He's awesome. yeah. the real reason is because I like the GameCube game. I thought it was like amazing. <laughs> So I guess that's why I have such an attachment to him. But I hope, yeah, he doesn't need to be in this story specifically. Maybe he doesn't need to be an integral part. Fly off the sunset. That'd be cool. That that would be. If he's been on Tatooine, my bad, Spencer, for cutting you off like that. But if he's been on Tatooine this entire time, he he has to know who this guy Cobb Vanth is, the marshal of this whole town that has his armor. Yeah, that's an interesting little wrinkle. So now it's like Mando touches down. You follow him. Oh, you found your armor. I mean, he's been there. For for decades, he should have known by now where his armor is. That's what I'm saying. Like he was, if unless like someone tasked him the job to like hunt Mando down because he is like the legendary bounty hunter or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like if he was on um if he was on Tatooine this entire time, it's like you definitely knew Cobb Vanth had your armor, bro. Like, uh huh. Like why didn't you go get that shit? Yeah. Like if you if you hear word about a Mandalorian marshal in a in a long abandoned spaceport like why wouldn't you immediately go and go get your shit like 
So yeah. that that'll be interesting. I, I I'm interested to see how that kind of plays out and how how integral Boba Fett ends up being into the overall uh, story of this season. But that's it, man. Season two of Mando. We are back in action. And that was the first episode of our return to Blue Milk Boys, man. And I, I feel real good about it. No, that was good. Um, thank you guys for, for coming back to us, tuning back in. Um, we're really trying to get back into the full swing of things. Um, you can expect a podcast next week. Um, yeah, man, it was awesome. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed doing this again. And I'm really excited to, to see how the season plays out and, and, to, and to pod with my homies about it. Yeah. Can you play us out with like Mississippi Queen? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, you can follow Spencer at Spence the Spencer the Wiz on Twitter. You can follow Fredo at Fredo God Seven G A W D Seven. And you can good. follow <laughs> and you can follow me at Kevin O M O underscore on Twitter. Um, dude, Jack got us out of here. Uh, the Blue Milk Boys Twitter account got Thanos. I don't know what happened. But it's gone. So we're gonna post. We're just gonna we're just gonna uh, support the show through our own individual channels. So um, as long as you guys follow us there, you will you will have the podcast. You will know where to find the podcast. So um, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Go to Boom Up Boys Gaming. What Spencer said. All right, man. That was fucking great. That was good. That.